Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Both red and blue states approach recycling very differently, and it's actually allowing red states to financially benefit. See, Republican-led states welcome a specific form of plastics recycling known as chemical recycling, which is not liked by environmentalists. And Democrat-run states are passing laws to boost recycling rates and make more products out of recycled materials. But as of right now, some of those blue states don't have the recycling capacity themselves, so companies in those states have begun sending their used plastic to red states. Meaning the expansion of plastic recycling in blue states could actually feed the chemical recycling industry in red states. So today, Politico's Jordan Woolman on how a divide over recycling is financially benefiting red states. It's Friday, March 3rd. So we have blue states that are very interested in, simplistically speaking, boosting recycling, especially plastic recycling. Plastic recycling has never been greater than 10% in this country. And blue states are interested in forming industry-led programs where industry pays into a program to help boost recycling. And the amount that they pay into the program is determined by the products that they produce and how recyclable they are. So it really incentivizes upstream producers to be making their products much more recyclable. On the flip side, we have red states that are passing laws that make it easier to permit what's called chemical recycling facilities. These are facilities that at high temperatures melt plastics back into their original form, which for the most part is oil, which can then be theoretically, which is where the tension comes in, shipped back into a petrochemical facility to be remade into plastic. Got it. And interestingly, you're reporting how this divide on how to tackle recycling is actually financially benefiting red states. So how is that working out? So in this dynamic that I just laid out, blue states are really increasing pressure on producers to increase their recycling. And when you put that pressure on a producer, they're going to be looking for all possible avenues to meet those requirements and targets to be able to recycle those materials. And so lo and behold, you have this new chemical recycling industry that's really budding in red states. There are, as of last year, there were eight permanent chemical recycling facilities, seven of which are in red or purple states. And so That's going to drive jobs. That's going to drive economic investment. We've seen industry pour a lot of money into this chemical recycling industry. It's a high priority for them. And I'm talking about big names, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Lionel Bissell. And so this pressure in blue states could be driving these plastics to these chemical recycling facilities located in, by and large, in red states. Interesting. And As of now, it seems like the relationship between red states and blue states is mostly symbiotic. But will that stay the same, especially given the expansion of plastic recycling in blue states could feed an industry that some of those states have opposed on environmental grounds? Yeah, this is going to become an increasingly tense area. We've already seen congressional Democrats like Senator Cory Booker and Congressman Jared Huffman lead letters to the EPA, really urging the EPA 
to more strictly regulate chemical recycling facilities so that there's not this great redwood divide at the state level. Because in the absence of federal regulations, which is the case right now, this issue, like many others, is just left to the states to iron out. And so you're going to have blue state regulators assessing the credibility and legitimacy of a recycling operation, a chemical recycling operation in a red state. And that could get pretty dicey because it's now going to be up to a blue state under these new recycling programs that many are initiating. I'm talking about California, Oregon, Colorado, and then more than a dozen states have filed bills on this this session to create this so-called extended producer responsibility program or industry-led program like I mentioned at the top. Those states, once those programs are implemented, if a producer chooses to send their product to a chemical recycling facility, it will now be up to the regulator in a by and large, a blue state determining the legitimacy of that recycling operation in a red state. Right. And so two other important players here, environmentalists and the American Chemistry Council, which is the industry trade group, are lobbying lawmakers on opposing ends of this issue. So what are they saying? So the core crux of this issue, of this debate here, is, is chemical recycling truly recycling the material? And it's a little bit of a gray area right now. You have environmentalists arguing it's nothing more than burning plastics or incineration. If you follow that logic, burning something is not going to recycle it. It's not going to return that plastic material into new plastic. The American Chemistry Council, on the other hand, led by some of the companies I just mentioned, like ExxonMobil, argue, no, that you're returning the plastic back into its original components, which is oil, and feeding that again to make new plastic and reducing the need for quote-unquote new plastic production. It's a gray area for one because when you heat up plastic at the temperatures that they're heating them up at 800 degrees plus in some of these facilities, you are going to have emissions. That is a fact. But what's also a fact is that it's not totally burning plastics in the sense that oil, a product, comes out on the other end of it. So it's sort of this gray area. The other gray area involves where the oil that comes out of the operation goes after the process is complete. So, you know, once you have the oil, is it just sold as fuel? And so fuel is combusted and is burned. And so that would be lending more proof to the environmentalist argument that this is just incineration. Or does that oil go back into a chemical plant to remake it into plastic? And so maybe that that lends itself more toward the true recycling angle that the American Chemistry Council argues it is. So this is sort of an ongoing debate. The EPA put out an advance notice for proposed rulemaking September of 2021. Here we are, March 2023, and we do not have a proposed rule yet on how to regulate these chemical recycling facilities. Is it incineration or is it recycling? This debate is going to be ongoing as red states move in one direction and blue states move in another. Also, on Thursday, the Energy Department offered new details about the next wave of funding under its $6 billion civil nuclear credit program. But the nuclear facility most likely to take advantage of the program is already opting out. Holtec International planned to reapply to restart a facility in Michigan after being rejected in the first round of funding under the program. However, it's now decided to seek financial support from the department's loan programs office instead. The guidance on the civil nuclear credit program lands as the Biden administration continues to emphasize the role of nuclear energy in achieving its target of 100% clean electricity by 2035. However, shifting energy markets and other economic factors have led to the early closures of 13 commercial nuclear power reactors in the last decade, according to the department. 
For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Normal Malichael is the podcast producer. Raghu Manavalan edited the show this week. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.